everyone, and welcome to the Go Tech Please Don't Die podcast, a show devoted to tech going and hopefully not dying. I'm Nathan. I'm Evan. I'm Matt. And Tech just won one football game. Do we think they can make it two by no. giving UTSA their first conference loss of the season? Yeah, I, that sounds about right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, a little tougher this week, I would say. Just, you know, just a little bit. Uh, I mean... UTSA is not the team they were last year, but that doesn't mean they are still not probably the best team in Conference USA right now. But Tech did just win a game, so we got that going for us. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, this game against UTSA. (laughs) Yeah, a lot of optimism right off the bat. This game is at 2.30 Central Time on ESPN+. So at least it's not on national TV like UAB's butt-kicking will be this week. Tech is 7-3 and all-time against the Roadrunners in a series dating back to the year the world was supposed to end, 2012. Oh, yeah. Hey, I remember that. Yeah, that was fun. You know what wasn't fun? Uh, well, we were 7-1 and against UTSA before a one-point loss in 2020 mm. and then a 45-16 to curb stomping in 2021. <sighs> yep. Yeah, that, that wasn't good. That was our homecoming game. Um, not Not fun. And uh, I I don't know. This game probably won't be fun either, if I had to guess. <laughs> um, but, you know, y- you never know. That's why we play the games, right? So we'll see. <laughs> this this is just such a weird energy right now for yeah. Yeah, it is. a preview. But it feels weird. If we had lost last week, it would be very easy to think, oh, yeah, well, we'll just go out there and lay an egg and go home and eat some ice cream. But Instead, we did well, and UTSA is good, so it's 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 hard. Anyway, UTSA is number 61 out of 131 in SP Plus right now, 7-2 and two all in the year. The only two losses came to teams that had numbers next to their names at the time in Houston and Texas. Yeah, that Houston game was a triple overtime loss to open the season. Texas was week three, so they're on a six-game winning streak here, including five straight in conference play. So, yeah, not... Not looking great uh, for the old Bulldogs here. Um, but, you know, UAB's having a pretty rough season, and UTSA needed double overtime to take them down um, on the road last week. So, you know, maybe they're a little vulnerable. I think they did have a pretty big injury, too, in that game to one of their uh, trio of receivers. So, um, you know, maybe they'll have some things to figure out. And, you know, Tech's offense has been pretty good, right? <laughs> I don't know. I'm trying to convince myself here. We keep re-entering the energy space of, uh, I don't know, maybe. But (laughs) yeah, let's look at the UTSA offense for a second. In the passing game, quarterback Frank Harris leads one of the best passing attacks in the conference. A 69, nice percent completion percentage. It's 12th best in FBS football. Couple Mm. that with 39 passes per game and you get 311 pass yards per game just barely outside the top 10, 11th best in college football. Joshua Cephas and Zachary Franklin lead the team in receiving. Both have 60-something catches and 700-and-something yards. So really kind of an even disbursement of passes between the two of them. Yeah, they both have over 700 yards? Yeah. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah, I mean, this is, like you said, Nathan, this is a passing attack that – you know, looking at these stats and hearing about Frank Harris, can we just go back to like three years ago, Frank Harris, when like the guy would just throw the ball away, like <laughs> to a wide open receiver and miss? You know, I, I I long for those days where Frank Harris was like, oh, yeah, we can beat that guy. Not like, oh, shit, Frank Harris. Oh, God. 
<laughs> so I mean, thirty nine passes per game. This is not this is not the UTSA team of last year for sure. I mean, no more sincere McCormick, right? Yeah, that's what we were thinking was a good thing going into this year, being very excited about it. And it turns out they don't, well, I mean, they would probably be better with him, but they don't need him to be successful in Conference USA. Yeah. Uh, instead, who they have at running back this year is Brendan Brady. And while the rushing attack is not quite as impressive as that passing game, it's still pretty good. Although his 570 yards on the ground by Brady aren't quite as impressive as Marquise Crosby's 694. So Crosby has more rushing yards, but that's also because Brady gets some of his carries stolen away by the quarterback. Frank Harris, if you remove his sacks, has 62 carries for 471 yards as a quarterback. Wow. Yeah. I mean, overall, it's a it's a pretty potent uh, offense here that honestly kind of terrifying to uh, to see these stats and think, well, our defense has looked a little better, but I don't know about, you know, shutting down the ninth rated passing offense in the nation you know at least they're not as good on the ground as maybe we would expect if sincere mccormick had been there so that's good but they're still in the you know top half of college football in in terms of rushing uh yards per game so yeah i mean it'll be it'll be a uh a rough task for the bulldog defense this week feels like we're just keeping keep giving ourselves rough tasks but if there <laughs> is good news to have it's the defensive end of the roadrunners the pass defense is pretty bad, even by Conference USA standards, allowing a completion percentage over 63% and 282 passing yards per game. That second stat is the 17th worst in college football. Uh, even better news for the Bulldogs, UTSA has only pulled down five interceptions all year. That's only mm. two more than Tech had this past Saturday against Middle Tennessee. <laughs> nice. And the run defense, it's around middle of the pack. 4.4 yards per rush allowed, 149 rushing yards allowed per game. Nothing really to write home about, but... I mean, compared to Tech's run defense, and it looks godlike. <laughs> yeah, I mean, That's this nice. is also um, a team, uh, you know, MTSU last week held us to four or forced four field goal attempts in the red zone. Um, UTSA's red zone defense is um, allowing points in 91% of possessions in the red zone. So that is 114th in the nation. So not quite as good as MTSU, uh, who was one of the top teams in that regard. So I mean, they, they do have some weaknesses, especially on that defensive side. Like you said, Nathan, if there's any way Tech is going to win this game, it's going to be in a shootout. And luckily, I think their defense seems to have regressed from where it was last year when we lost, what, 45 to 16 or whatever, 44 to 16. Something like that. So, yeah. So, I mean, hopefully the offense can do enough to keep us in this game. Yeah, Matt, what are your thoughts having heard all that about the UTSA football team? We're going to lose. <laughs> We are going to lose. Is that your player to watch? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think it'll be impossible to watch anybody but Frank Harris in this one. Not to keep same, just. And, and and that's same here. Yeah. We were talking about his, his past seasons and how he would often make these kinds of weird mistakes. He's gone from three three touchdowns to two interceptions in 2019, 12 touchdowns to six interceptions in 2020, 2021, 27 touchdowns to six interceptions. And this year already has a 21 to six touchdown to interception ratio. This guy lights up the scoreboard, does not turn the ball over all that much. And with two great weapons and Franklin and Cephas, it will be a show offensively for UTSA. But Matt, do you have someone to keep your eye out on? Well, I've kind of seconded the the fellow that you mentioned. Uh, 
Yeah, I mean, I I had said uh, Harris was kind of the guy to watch out for, and in 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 agreeing with yourself, Nathan, since you had uh, brought it up, but really, and I think I did this for MTSU as well. It's another thing where they have a trio of wide receivers that are pretty damn close in all major statistical categories. Franklin, Cephas, I'm guessing that's how you say his last name, yeah, and Clark uh, almost all have the same amount of receiving yards, 768, 742, 741. Uh, Franklin and Clark have nine and eight, respectively, receiving touchdowns. Cephas only has four, but... That right there is 20-plus touchdowns, and Harris has 20, <laughs> 21 passing touchdowns on the year. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, my there's, God. There's the offense right there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly, exactly. Yeah. And we saw some good things at a Tech secondary against MTSU, and I'm pretty sur- sure I did the same thing last week for MTSU where I said there's this triumvirate of receivers that you're going to need to shut down, and Tech did a fairly fairly good job at that. So same yeah. thing here again. Yeah, yeah. Um, I am going to go with a defensive player on UTSA. You know, I said for Tech to have a, sh- a shot, we're going to have to keep up. Um, so I think obviously you guys are right. It, it, if we can figure out a way to shut down uh, Frank Harris, that's how you win this game. But if you want to, um, you know, keep up, if you think that you can't shut down Frank Harris to keep up, we'll have to make sure we go around Corey Mayfield Jr., the cornerback. Um, he is really the only threat uh, defensively, you know, to really kind of shut down what Tech wants to do, which is pass the football effectively on the outside. Uh, He's got 10 passes defense this year and three interceptions. Um, So you said they only have five as a team. So he's really the only threat there. Uh, He's also got 39 tackles. So um, yeah, Corey Mayfield Jr. is going to be my player to watch. Um, also, just because he's got a great name, uh, shout out to Pig Cage uh, Safety. Hasn't done a lot statistically, but his name is Pig Cage. So, you know. Is his legal name Pig? I, I don't know. Let me see what it let's, says on ESPN. Let's, let's it says Pig. ESPN says Pig. That's that's too bad. Yeah. <laughs> it made even weirder by the fact that there is a 2021 film Starring Nicolas Cage called Pig. That is not a good film. Do not watch it. (laughs) (laughs) But if you type in Pig Cage, it's what pops up. Don't watch it. I mean, his bio, so he he transferred from LSU. It does not say like he has a, like his given name is, (laughs) his siblings' names are Quincy, Quinn, Cameron, and Caden. So I feel like. Pig. Yeah, (laughs) like. I, I don't know. I feel like his name is probably not Pig, but I have no evidence suggesting otherwise. So uh, anyway, watch out for Pig Cage, too. Yeah, um, absolutely should. Yeah, jumping into predictions, though, Massey gives Tech a 31% chance to win this game. Final wow. score predicted of 38 to 28 UTSA. Huh. And Vegas favors the Roadrunners by 18 with an over under of 68.5. So that's roughly 43 to 25 UTSA. Mm predicted but what do we think let's re-enter that weird energy space from the beginning of this show do we think tech maybe has a chance after one win no okay well that was short-lived evan you agree um i think we have a chance um you know matt you were talking about their trio of wide receivers one of their injuries i mentioned earlier is to decorian clark who's one of those one of that trio you know like you said outside of those three guys like there's really nobody that's gonna light up the scoreboard. Um, so 
the fact that we have two really good cover cornerbacks in Willie uh, Roberts and Miles Brooks, and they now have two really good wide receivers, you know, that makes us have more of a chance. Uh, also, their defensive leader, Rashad Wisdom, was uh, hurt and is out for the season. Uh, he's their safety that I think we've probably picked as our player to watch on their team for the last three seasons. So, you know, I, I think this matchup is not as bad for our offense as I kind of expected it to be before we dove into these stats. I think our offense will move the ball uh, pretty effectively. And if we can stay away from turnovers, which UTSA is not really forcing turnovers at a high rate, I think we can stay in this game. So I, I think we cover the 18. Like I'm not really that concerned about covering the 18, but you know, the, the thing that's staring at me here that I wrote down earlier is tech is Owen five on the road this year. And that's Owen five against some pretty either middle of the pack teams or, you know, pretty bad teams like FIU, who, by the way, lost like 50 to 17 or something to to UNT last week on the road. So, I mean, I just I don't think we have that killer instinct to get it done. I think we're going to lose a close game, maybe I mean, 10 points, like Massey says, feels about right. So I'll say like I'll say like 41, 31, and maybe we we have a chance early in the fourth quarter to like take the lead and we we blow it somehow and then. UTSA goes down and, you know, goes down and scores to make it a 10 point game. But um, I just don't think we have that, you know, everything dialed in to the point where it's like, here's the here's the moment where we have to go fucking win this football game. I don't think we have it dialed in like coaching wise, player wise, you know, instinct wise to actually get it done in that moment. I think we'll be looking back saying like, damn, we had a chance to win this game. So uh, 41 31. UTSA. And Matt, I know you said they would lose. Do you think it will be that close? No, I think it's going to be a 20 point, 24 point loss. Can't compete with these guys. UTSA is on a whole different level. Uh, I don't really have a final score idea, uh, but I'll throw one out after a brief deliberation with myself. <laughs> Contact the judges. Yeah. I think uh, 34 10, maybe 34 wow. 17 10. surprises me and only loses by 17, but they, they no shot at all in this. No I mean, I agree. No shot, but 10 points. Mm-hmm. I was about to say, I expect our defense to score 10 points, but that would include them kicking a field goal. And that sounds difficult. Uh, sure. but just five safeties. <laughs> actually, there we go. <laughs> I just love the idea of a five safety football game. I mean, to just have whatever this third quarter was last week, might as well have five safeties in the game. Yeah. I I'm with you. I mean, both of you. I think that UTSA wins this game pretty handily. Um, 24-point loss sounds kind of egregious, unless we're talking like 64-40 to 40 kind of game. I was going to say 63, then I figured I'd make the math a little easier on myself. Something where Tech scores a lot of points, but our defense just is never able to stop UTSA. Uh, add in maybe a couple interceptions, and you just have a run-up score on one side. Uh, I don't think it will be that far uh that far out there, but I do think that UTSA gives above, gets above 40. Uh, I'll say 45. I think tech gets to 38 or something like that. Um, a one score game, but it's probably a couple scores late by tech to make it close kind of thing more than tech was with them the whole way. That's how I see this game going, mm. but we're not done there. We have basketball to talk about. They're playing basketball. 
ball. Okay, I won't do that again. Listen, can you really do that two weeks in a row? I know. I listen. Yes, apparently is the answer. Okay. Well, that answers my question. <laughs> yeah. So Louisiana Tech basketball opened up play last night as we we're recording this Monday night against Mississippi College, a seventy-eight to sixty-one victory against a non-division one school. So you would hope it would be a victory, uh, but this is a team that will probably regress after some important pieces have left the program. Evan, who's gone off this team? Um, well, our boy, uh, Junior, he's uh, currently playing for the Memphis Grizzlies slash Memphis Hustle. Um, so made it to the NBA, shout out, but he's also gone from our team. Um, also, Amori Archibald graduated and has moved on. I believe he's also in the G League right now. I could be wrong about that, but I think he is. And then Xavier Christian graduated as well. So you're missing there um, about 30-ish points per game of our production from last season. Uh, Also missing the walking double-double himself, uh, Junior Lofton, is going to be, that's going to be huge for this team this year, uh, trying to replace his production. We do have some guys back, though. Keaston Willis, Kobe Williams, both of them starters. Williams, a preseason All-Conference USA player this year. Isaiah Crawford is a pretty big returner. Hell yeah. Started the year for us last year, then was lost to injury, and we've refound him, and he is back in our lineup again. Uh, also, uh, players that rode the bench a year ago, David Green, Kenny Hunter, and LaDamian Bradford, Bradford all returned this year for the Duncan Dogs. Yeah, um, and I'd like to add a, a couple a couple players that are maybe new uh, to the listeners, new to fans um, out there are going to be Will Allen. He's a forward who, you know, in this game against Mississippi College, he played about 26 minutes. So um, he'll be playing, I think, in the four and five. Gosh, I haven't thought about basketball in a while. <laughs> so these terms are <laughs> are a little weird. But I think the, the biggest newcomer that you're going to want to get familiar with pretty quickly is a kid named Jordan Crawford. He is a true freshman uh, out of Simsboro who had no D1 offers until Talvin Hester came in and, uh, and made an offer. And from what people are saying about him in practice and, and his kind of impact on the game last night against Mississippi College, uh, he's going to be a force to be reckoned with here for a few years, it looks like. He, he kind of fits that, you know, sort of scrappy point guard that we've come to know and love at Tech uh, since really the Speedy Smith days. So I'm not calling the kid Speedy Smith after one game. Let me be clear. Well, at um, least wait for, wait for Texas Tech. Yeah, so but he comes in and, and plays, you know, 21 minutes sort of rotating with uh, Kobe Williams at the one, I believe, you know, 15 points in his first action, uh, first collegiate action, um, including two for three from the field or two for three from three and uh, six for nine from the field. So that's obviously nice. Yeah. And that and that's our team. Um, I think that in the past, we kind of been picked as a top four conference USA team. Kind of, it always feels like, oh, we this may be our year, um, especially once we figured out what we had with Junior Lofton. Uh, this year, Tech is picked near the middle of the pack in conference USA. Ken Palm right now has our conference win loss record predicted at ten and ten, so exactly middle of the pack. But to dive into the schedule very quickly, we have three games against non Division one opponents. We've already played Mississippi College. Then we also have Tennessee Southern and Jarvis Christian. We have three other home out-of-conference matches against ULM, Southern, and Stephen F. Austin. And then an interesting mix of away out-of-conference games. Number 14, Texas Tech, which is this upcoming Monday. ULL 
Alabama A&M, an away game at Alabama A&M, Samford, and Wyoming. Why the fuck are we playing an away game at Alabama A&M? We're playing that game in Huntsville at Alabama A&M. I don't think, is Alabama A&M in Huntsville? I don't know. That's where Northern Alabama is. Maybe. They're in Huntsville. It's not, it's not a, it's not a great out of conference slate is, uh, I think is the point here. Yeah. And we're used to not so great out of conference slates. It's not one that will, even with a number 14 and Ken Palm ranked Texas Tech team coming up this week, even when we win that game, this isn't a let's go get in that large kind of schedule, but this is probably not a let's go get in that large kind of team. At least that's what we've seen so far. We're missing some pretty key pieces. And I mean, I feel better about next year than this year right now. Yeah, I mean, it's it's tough because it's obviously the first year of a new coach. Um, and also you lost, like like we said, I mean, you lost sort of a, a generational player for tech standards, right? In Junior Lofton. So like it, there's going to be some adjusting, obviously. And hopefully by the time conference play starts, we'll we'll get you know, better and be ready for that. But I think, you know, for me, I'm curious to see this team's like identity. Uh, we've heard that Talvin Hester wants to be more defensive minded. Um, he's a lot more about forcing opponents to take shots they don't want to take. And then on the other on the other side, like, you know, very seems very into the sort of analytics of like, you know, don't take long twos kind of thing. Um, from last night's game, our, our guy LaTeX Sports Central tweeted out, Tech took three shots from outside of the paint the entire game from two-point range. So all the two-pointers combined is like 33 shots, and they only three of those 33 were from outside of the paint. 11 shots from just right inside, uh, right under the bucket. And then the rest of them were in the paint. So 19 shots in the paint and then only three from outside. So that's uh, that's, I think, encouraging if you're into analytics. Um, But I wonder what the, you know, the offensive style of this team is going to be. Can they hang with a team that that gets hot? That's my worry. Um, Also, I just I don't really want to be subjected to that tech North Texas game from last tournament like every week. (laughs) That would be. That's not really what excites me about basketball. So, um, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm hoping that the defense is fun and exciting, kind of like the Mike White, Speedy Smith days, but that we still have some fun on the offensive side as well. Yeah, I mean, that's really, I think, what could be the season savior is how well we can play defense. Shot selection and defense will win you games. And even though this team doesn't feel as talented as it has been in the past, if those two things work out and coaching is as good as seems like it was in this first game granted it was against a non-division one opponent but if we're able to keep up the defensive intensity if nothing else and keep up the shot selection we could win some games we're not supposed to and make some moves and then once we're in frisco at the star who knows oh we just yeah. need to win a few and i i really like that tournament setting like i i know people give it crap because of the curtain and all that crap but I uh, I actually loved it last year. I thought it was really cool. It helped that we made the uh, the championship game in both in both tournaments. But you know, and we'll not elaborate any further on the championship games in either of, of the course. tournaments. Do you have any any thoughts to share about basketball? So Tech won by seventeen over uh, Mississippi College. Uh, looks like Keaston Willis led on the night for scoring twenty points, six to thirteen. Uh, that he's kind of been my guy for a while now when he transferred over to tech from that school in texas he was at i like the way he played uh four four for nine from downtown 
one thing I didn't like about him last year was live by and die by threes. Uh, hope he's expanded his game a little bit more. Uh, but dominated Mississippi College. That's to be expected. Really don't know what to think of how well they're going to do in the conference. Um, I, I mean, last year did pretty damn good. Couldn't finish it out, but did pretty damn good. So I have no reason to believe they won't be right back in the thick of it, especially when they have a couple of guys back that were out last year. So I feel pretty optimistically when I say that I think Tech will have a pretty damn good year. I don't know if they're going to win the conference tournament or anything, but I think we got a solid team. Uh, I like the new coach. You guys are talking about how he wants to play a more defense-oriented brand of basketball. I'm all about it. Uh, I hope we don't see a lot of 32-31 victories. Because <laughs> uh, that's just we do play North Texas twice. I know, just like last year, the, some of those games can be woefully boring. There is some excitement in defense, just not in a game like basketball. But I like I like the idea of being better on defense. That sounds great. Let's actually see it come to life. I feel pretty good. Like I said, the Tech's going to have a pretty good year. I don't know how well they'll do. Gonna have to give it a, several more games to really give an opinion on that. But I feel good about it. Uh, uh, Keystone Willis is my guy. I like what I see from the bench, too. Got a pretty good rotation. Uh, so I guess to uh, surmise, I'm not really going to dive in too much about Mississippi College game anymore, but I feel pretty good going forward. I think, I mean, we have to be good at something. And if we're not going to have a good football season, let's have a good baseball slash basketball season, please. There we go. Yeah, Nathan, what do you think? Yeah, the more I'm realizing about this team, the more excited I am that it's defensive oriented because we have Kobe Williams. Possibly yeah. the most fun to watch defensive basketball player we've ever had. And to see us play in a style that goes along with his playing style. I'm excited to see how this team does. I don't think they'll beat Texas Tech this week. I don't think we'll even probably preview the game very much because there's still so much unknown. But I'm excited. I was not super excited going into this year. But the more I talk about it, the more I look into it, the more excited I'm getting. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I mean... First of all, we finally get Isaiah Crawford back. That is just extremely exciting, you know, and I have a feeling that by the end of the season, we're going to be kind of kicking ourselves being like, man, what could have been if Junior and Isaiah Crawford had really gotten to play together, like as these sort of in their prime, you know, college um, days are, are happening. Unfortunately, we missed out on that last year with Crawford going down with that season ending injury. But I mean, Isaiah Crawford is a very, very good uh, player. He was preseason all-conference last season and, you know, started out hot, but then unfortunately got that injury. So, you know, him and then adding in some of these new pieces, which we'll know a lot more after we actually get to watch them play, right? But, you know, some of these new pieces getting added in with that core, it, it feels like even missing out on the sort of star that we had the past two seasons you know, it feels like this team might be more balanced, might be more, uh, you know, able to play to Talvin Hester's style. And you're right. Kobe Williams on a defensive minded team. Like, yeah, actually give me the 32 to 31 games. I'll take him if I get to watch Kobe Williams, you know, force a bunch of turnovers and shot clock violations. That'll be fun. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you there. Well, I'm most of the way with you there. <laughs> I will take some 32, 31 games, but yeah, yeah there, obviously there's there a limit and it's like two. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, and I'll go ahead and say I don't think we're going to win the regular season conference title. I, I think I think UAB's very, very, very good. They still have stupid Jelly Walker. So, you know, 
it'll be very hard to beat them. You know, I think being like fourth in conference is probably where I'd expect to be. And, you know, hopefully making a run in the conference tournament and making the semis or the the finals again would be great. Uh, Obviously, you get to the game and you have a shot to win it all. So, you know, there's a lot to learn about this team, but it's a long season as well. So hopefully we can get it dialed in. And I believe in Coach Hester uh, to get that done. Yeah. And so, like we said earlier, Tech's next game is this upcoming Monday, November 14th against Texas Tech. Then we have ULL on the schedule later that week. And so we'll talk about the Texas Tech game and how it went next week and then also preview ULL and also ULM, which is the following Monday. So look forward to that. That Texas Tech game is going to be tough. I mean, I don't know a lot about their team, but um, I believe they were a three seed last year in the tournament. And they just decimated Northwestern State 73 to 49. Yeah, they they lost in the Sweet 16 to Duke um, last year, but I think Texas Tech will be a a really good test for our team. But yeah, I mean, I don't think we're going to spend a lot of time previewing that game. But they're a they're I think 21st in Ken Palm, and we're 140. So yeah, we have a shot, but probably not a great shot. Yeah, let's just hope that Texas Southern really weakens up the Red Raiders when they play them Thursday and has them looking forward to playing Creighton a week after they play us. I don't know, maybe something will happen. Something good, please, but probably not. So um, on top of obviously the men's basketball season started, we also had the Lady Texters season start on Monday with a huge victory over Central Baptist, uh, 86 to 30 in the tack. And just to give a quick rundown on the Texters, we'll talk a lot more about them next week after they've played a couple more games. But Uh, They were they are currently 145th in Massey ratings, sort of as the preseason rankings. And then they were picked second in Conference USA. So nice to see that after several years being picked in the the sort of lower half of Conference USA. It's nice to see us return to the top. We'll have to, um, you know, actually back it up and and hopefully exceed that expectation. Um, You have all conference players leading the way in Keanu Walker and Anilar Roberson. Those are both. Uh, preseason all-conference players and then I believe there's a few newcomers but let's uh let's let the box scores do the talking for us here in these these next couple weeks or or next couple games that they'll play on Thursday against Arkansas State and then uh on Sunday at ULM so we'll have a, a lot more to talk about next on next week's shows uh with the texters but they did get off to that great start 86 to 30 um, they had, let's see, five players and double figures in that game. So yeah, really, really great stuff to start out from the texters and hopefully they can keep that up. Yeah. And so let's go ahead and go to the tweet of the week. Now this week's tweet of the week goes to someone referencing another event. I hope that gets kept up blocking punts. Evan, what's this week's tweet of the week? You're making me give the tweet of the week to my mom. <laughs> Is that your mom? I didn't realize that. Yeah, it's my mom. <laughs> Yeah. Well, now uh, I am making you give the tweet of the week to your mom. <laughs> this week's tweet of the week goes to <laughs> at six olive, aka K Spencer, my mom, um, who responded to one of our tweets about something else, um, but <laughs> uh, but said we told him to block that kick, so he did. So <laughs> that was uh, referring to praise Okori's uh, blocked punt, I believe, and uh, you know the the cheerleaders and band and audience um 
likes uh, to chant block that kick every time someone is attempting a kick for the other team. And uh, this one time, Praise Corey said, you know what? I am going to block that kick. Um, so, yeah. So shout out, <laughs> shout out to my mom for the tweet of the week. <laughs> we can pick another, a different one if you want, but that's... Nope, it's too late. I'm already tweeting. Too late. All right, cool. Yeah. Well, that about wraps it up for this episode of the GoTech Please Don't Die podcast. As always, you can follow us on Twitter at G-O-T-E-C-H-P-L-S-D-N-T-D-I-E. Or head to our blog at gtbdd.dog, where you can play the contest, do the fantasy football challenge, or buy this month's shirt of the month. I said last episode that this month's shirt is the most popular one ever, and I'm sure even more people have bought it already, making it even more popular, because I mentioned how popular it was last time. So you should get it if you haven't already. Or maybe get a second one. Who knows? gtpdd.dog slash shop. And until next time, I'm Nathan. I'm Evan. I'm Matt. And go tech. Please don't die. It's crazy to me that Trey Harris has 13 less receptions and has more yards and the same amount of touchdowns as UTSA's leading receiver. That's crazy. I mean, we we re- we have a shot here of having a thousand yard receiver and a thousand yard know. rusher, know. which is crazy. Especially how bad the the rush offense was. But um, <laughs> is it, is it too you... late to add SFA to the schedule a couple more times? <laughs> Can we get them in Cusa uh, quickly? I don't think so.